Hey guys, welcome to week 29 of the Virtus Performance Podcast. Uh, before we get stuck in today's, to today's episode, I'd love to thank all you guys for listening. I'd really, really enjoy it if you could share and subscribe and review and do all that stuff. If you get around our Facebook and Instagram and YouTube channels, uh, you'll be able to learn a little bit more about Virtus and, and what we do. If you have any questions or queries or anything you'd like to I guess, suggest for the podcast or ask about the podcast, uh, feel free to shoot me an email at info at virtusperformance.com. Today I sat down with Mitchell Rowe, one of our performance coaches here at Virtus, Rowie Ponch, as he's also known. Uh, we spoke about how he how he got into being a performance coach. We spoke about him growing up. We spoke about his really exciting next 12, 18 months he's got coming up, uh, why he's able to have such a mature head on his very short stature <laughs> shoulders <laughs> and and I guess the things that that allow him to be way ahead of where I was at when I was his age so he's a lovely human he's one of my favorite people in the world and he's I guess lucky and I'm lucky enough to have him as a coach at Virtus because he kind of just didn't leave so <laughs> Hopefully you guys do the same thing for this podcast and stick it out the whole time. If you don't, have a wonderful evening. Enjoy. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Mitchell Rowe, welcome to the Virtus Performance Podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, mate. It's After a long day coaching, how long ago did you start? Or what is it? Eight o'clock? Uh, 14 hours. 14 hours, yeah. Good. Yeah, couple. Well, hopefully you're somewhat coherent over the next hour or so. I'm, I'm sure the, the beverages alongside us will help. You'll be fine. <laughs> First question for you. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Knowing, I have to look at this one, since I've listened to pretty much all the other podcasts. So. You're our biggest fan. You're the only person that's listened to all of them. I did kind of see this one coming. So. Uh, knowing that... I have the ability to change someone's life for the better. Could like be that. for one comment, could be for a sentence, it could be for the session that we do, it could be for the coffee we have after. Anything that I do can help someone that I see in the morning, especially. Yep. Could be in the night, could be in the morning, but just knowing that you can make a change that's positive in someone's life. How does a 20-year-old come to that realisation? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I probably get a lot of it from... My parents, to be fair. Yeah. Um, they're very caring and generous people. Shout out. Yeah, shout out. If they listen to it. I, think that, I actually do think mum and dad listen to these. So That's cool. They might better say some nice things. <laughs> 100%. No, they're, they're very, very lovely people. and They always put everyone else before them. I think I get that from them a lot. Yeah. I think that's kind of how that all comes together. Talk to me about, I guess, growing up with your parents being that really generous loving giving people those giving people for you and your sister what was that like it was 
it was a good way to live. Like having your parents there from primary school into high school, especially especially in high school years actually. Now I think of it. Because we lived in Pearsdale and I was going to school in Frankston, which turned out to be an hour long bus trip that's a fifteen minute trip. Mm-hmm. And like if something happened like they didn't just leave work and come pick me up from high school or something like that. Like knowing that they're there at any time that you need and that they'll just drop everything for you. They, that's really beneficial for anyone, but it really helped me a lot as well. Mm. Especially going from Pearsdale Frankston as well. Like I think it was probably eight to ten people from Pearsdale that went to Frankston. So like, he didn't really know anyone. Yeah. Coming into just a brand new environment. Like it's a huge school. Like there's only sixteen hundred kids or something now. So Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty big school. Going so, from a primary school of eight hundred where everyone knows, knows everyone and a very small environment, it's a very small community to the same thing but not being involved in it before. Yeah, and I can't fish out of water. <laughs> but your parents were able to, I guess, support you in all the things you wanted to do. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, from going from, like, obviously playing a lot of sport and doing a lot of sport and a lot of other stuff as well. Like, having to train the MCG for cricket, driving an hour up there. Like, I was I was on my owls, didn't drive up there, slept the whole way because I'd be, like, <laughs> dead. Slept the whole way, dad drove, and then I'd probably drive home. But just being able to chill out for an hour and just take a snooze. Yeah, just little things like that. I think my parents are very, very much helped me through anything and everything I do in that way. Like they always just drop everything for me. That's really cool, and a lot of people can't say that. And I, I like I'm lucky enough to be able to say that as well. That especially <clears throat> you played a lot of sports growing up, so they would have yes. been the taxis. Yeah, to, to yeah. and from those sports. Yeah, pretty much. And like knowing that dad, being curious, sits in the car all day as it is, and then he'd sit in the car for another hour each way going up to the city. Just with a slightly more important package. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But yeah, knowing that he sat in a car all day, could have been 40 degrees and he sat in a car, he's been out lifting drums of electrical cores and cables. And then he'll still sit in the car for another hour, hour and a half. I just like snooze in the passenger seat and just drive to the city. No complaints. <laughs> he'll never, ever, that'll never, ever, ever complain about anything. That, that's pretty cool. Unless that's I don't shut the cupboard. He complains about anything. <laughs> that's sorry. Do you, you've got a, You've got a pretty uh, pretty hectic work ethic, which is probably the reason why I hired you, maybe. Or I didn't leave. You didn't leave, that's true. But do you think that's from your parents as well? Do you think that, I oh, guess? 100%, yeah. 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 I mean, mum, when I was growing up, worked minimum two jobs. I think it might have been three. She was working retail, working in primary school, and then doing other little stuff on the side. And dad worked at the bank for 25 years, I think. 26 years somewhere around that and they just got mad redundant out of the blue and just like within like a month later he's doing another job like just having his both of their worth ethics kind of joined into one I think that's where I get that from mm. even though I got most of mum's genes but I think he got, <laughs> got most of mum's genes yeah. explain got, that comment yeah. for anyone not listening and doesn't know my mum or me for that mum's probably five foot max pale slightly red hair <laughs> and I copped all of that so. yeah you did Thanks, you did yeah, Cass got you both olive skin and the tall and the brown hair from dad and I got that from mum and you're both smart asses. yeah that's true yeah I did also get that from mum I definitely got that from my mother she gives me more stick than you do and she's in for like an hour and a week an hour a week yeah imagine living with it I know mate It'll be why do you think I spent so much time with it? <laughs> that's it that, there's your work ethic talk to me about that positive energy and that positive I guess impact you can make on people's lives what, why why do you do it why do you want to make that positive impact that's where I get my enjoyment and my kind of strive to live from mm-hmm. I think 
I'll always put everyone else before me and seeing someone improve or someone get better or just enjoy themselves gives me that enjoyment and that self-worth as well. I, I, I bounce off people a lot. I like being around people. And I think being able to make that positive change and see their life get better kind of makes me feel good about what I'm doing and I kind of get that from that. Yeah, that's really important. And I think it's like for someone so young to already have that, that mindset, like you've kind of already already live like I guess the last year or two you've kind of lived like five or six years worth of self-development and self uh, self-improvement in that in that really really short time why do you think that is I always I think it's I always strive to be not the best but good at what I do mm-hmm. you know if I feel like I'm missing something then I'll just like go do it I'm someone that if, if I want something or if I want to go do something I'll just go do it like I don't really think about all the external other stuff if I want to get to somewhere, I'll, I'll do everything in my power to get towards that. I think mm-hmm. that also come from when I was younger as well. I think mum can probably attest to that. If I wanted to do something, I'd just go do it. Didn't really think about the consequences or anything like that. No. You just eyes no. on the prize, work yeah, towards it. it. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's, yeah, and it's <clears throat> something a lot of people don't do because of that fear of failure or that fear of doing something wrong or being wrong or making a mistake. Yeah, and then like you see him kind of get like stuck in a rut. And I just go around in circles and circles and circles. Like, I think something that you said the other day, I think it might have been on Dan Locke's podcast actually, that you kind of just do what you want to do. And mm-hmm. I'm very much the same. Like, I'll, I'll do everything that I want to do. I'll also do the other stuff, but if I want to go do it, then I'm going to go do it. Like, nothing's going to stop me. Yeah. That's really cool. It's, and it's a really simple way of living, but at the end of the day, you're going to achieve because of it. And I think so many people stop their like whether they don't have the drive or whether they don't have the the ability to deal with failure like you do or things like that it allows you to actually move forward and, and do things yeah. and just do yeah pretty much which is cool how'd you uh, <clears throat> tell me what you were like when you were growing up as a kid in, in, in what way <laughs> yeah in what way what, yeah. Kind, what kind of student were you were you a pain in the ass or were you a good kid or both I was a I was probably a good kid, but I had that little bit of pain in the ass in me as well. <laughs> yeah. And that also comes from my mother. Mm-hmm. But I was always, I probably didn't, even through high school and uni, I probably didn't do as much work as I possibly could, but I very kind of switched on and kind of get things real quick. Mm-hmm. So I, I could do half the work as someone else, but probably understand it more than they do. I think I kind of had this, I was, Emma and Laura, who I go to uni with, they hate me for this. I kind of have a way of thinking like a normal person rather than like a student or something that's invested in that learning. Mm-hmm. Just thinking like a normal person to understand a concept is something that I pick up really well. And especially through uni, that's what kind of got me through like obviously working a lot at Virtus, but also going to uni four days a week, hour up, hour back, spend four hours at uni, not having the time that I would possibly like to put into doing the work. Yeah. Having that skill kind of really helped me get through uni so. Yeah, because you can just win and spend yeah, more time much hanging like, out. Like, I'm, like, sometimes, like, I generally feel bad in that way that I can the kind of wish things and jump just, onto things yeah. really quick, latch on. And, like, I see other people, like, work their absolute butts off. And it makes, like, I feel a little bit bad sometimes. Yeah, but you work, work your ass off in other ways. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When you, were, <clears throat> when you were in high school, what did you want to do when you grew up? Or what did you want to be? I was always. I always wanted to do something in sport, like that was that was a given. And I always really Sounds like, familiar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair few familiar things here. I always wanted to do something in sport and I also really liked 
the science of things and understanding and deeper knowledge. So like straight automatic. Oh, like, sport science, Ben. Yeah, not even actually. I went to physio first. Did you? Yeah, that was my first thought. Always yeah. was. But I think knowing that I would have had to put in a buttload of hours to get like 96, <laughs> yeah, that probably wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But knowing that sports science was there and if I got into Deakin, which is one of the best sports science degrees in the world, mm-hmm. if I got into that, then I have more of an idea because I knew that that was a broader course that kind of didn't specify in one thing, but you got to touch on a lot of little things yep. to kind of give you that path. Yeah. Were you always going to go to uni? Yeah. 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 Just I mean, was non-negotiable for you? Yeah. And I was always going to jump straight into it. Yeah. Like just, just not just get it done and get it out of the way. Like just jump straight in, not take a year off. Um, like my one of my cousins is probably the only other family member that's gone to uni. Yeah. And like I bounced a few ideas off him, but I was like, no, I want, I want to continue this education and kind of go a little bit further. That's cool. That's really cool because I think so. You never really thought about doing a gap year or anything like that. No, no. I knew that I always wanted and always will want to travel. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I did the degree early, got that done, found a job, worked for a few years, did that, and then I'd be able to travel after rather yeah. than get stuck in being 24 and not finish uni and having to yeah. go back and find a job. And the, the, ripe old, the ripe old age of 24, yeah. eh? <laughs> you know what I mean. I know what you know. So let's let's paint the picture a little bit from high, like high school. So high school straight into an exercise sports science degree. What did you do for work while you were doing that? A whole lot of little things. Yeah. And not the greatest of jobs, but a whole <laughs> lot of little things. Like... I did concrete labouring. Mm-hmm. I did. I worked at Subway for a week. Yeah, I worked at did Subway. Did you? Yeah, I worked at Subway for a week. I got the hell out of there, but that's another story. Did you learn how to make sandwiches? To an extent. Make me breakfast tomorrow? Yeah, dreaming. <laughs> worked at Subway. What else did I do? I did. I worked for a furniture delivery slash removal company. Did that for a while. Nice guys that run the place, really got along with them really well, so that was enjoyable. Obviously not something I wanted to do forever. Yeah. And then a whole lot of little things along the way, like I ran some sports camps, career camps. Cool. Did that. Uh, I did a little bit of work, Franks and I as well, which I'm still doing, which is good. Yeah. Uh, what else did I do? I did some Cricket Victoria pathway work with some under 14 squads. What did that... I guess what did those jobs and, and those little things that you tried what did they add to your I guess work ethic or vision in terms of what you wanted to do or what did they teach you about yourself I think that well the hard work especially doing the concrete labouring like anyone who's done a trade or is doing a trade knows it's not easy work and people just write it off as easy work but yeah. being in there and doing it like knowing that it's not an easy Bust thing to balls. Sh- yeah, not shovel concrete around for yeah. eight hours a day and a couple, of, your back couple of weeks as just helping out my uncle was Sparky yeah. like back when I was training footy doing footy and doing all these other things and I was like yeah you guys work pretty hard <laughs> yeah yeah. and even the furniture delivery stuff like dealing with couches that are worth 10 grand like just that not pressure you didn't feel pressure but knowing that you know if I scratch you something some serious shit here yeah you gotta look after it yeah, at the same just, time you've gotta get it, get the yeah, job done get it done efficiently and quickly but look after it at the same time yeah kind of a soft gentle hand as such mm. yeah and then <clears throat> how'd you uh, how'd you get into Virtus obviously I know the answer yeah you know the answer uh, you know do you know the original answer though what's the original your, answer one of your lovely sisters tagged me to post really so that was yeah. how you I, I remember that fondly We'd always spoken about it, yeah. but I remember that moment fondly. Which sister? Guess. Uh, it would have been Beck. Not true. It's Jess? Yeah, Jess. Yeah, good, Jess good for her. Yes, Jess had me in a post about the internship. Yeah. And um, I'd, I'd done coaching before, 
but not anything in a strength and conditioning or you done that's yeah I've done that's yeah done that's yeah. at Frankston nothing private as such just through the school did a bit of morning training work and then on comp day warm ups and stuff like that mm-hmm. that kind of came naturally to me previously doing athletics so. yeah but apart from that I hadn't really done anything kind of just jumped in with free willingly going like yeah this sounds cool yeah kind of half give the internship a go yeah half of the guy that runs it so yeah well I remember <clears throat> I remember like Mitra I know that guy I think and then I asked the girls and I remembered you as a little smart ass from one time I met you yeah I believe that which <laughs> which was kind of worked pretty well because that was probably me when I was your age anyway so <clears throat> I think we we got you in for an interview <laughs> oh yeah I know where this is going I can't remember. Talk to me. What was, what was the joke you asked me? Oh yeah. You told, you told me. Yeah, I got, got you in, got you in for an interview. It's and, serious uh, business. We've gone through the whole interview. I'd asked you all the serious questions, and the last the last question we ask everyone in our interviews is, or it's not really a question. It's just we stare stare blankly and tell me a joke is the thing we say. I reckon I sat there for at least two minutes going, I have no idea. And then you said, what did you say? I said I said your beard because at that time it, it wasn't great to be fair. Mate, it's not it great now. Patchy. It's not great now. It's patchy at least now. It has some length <laughs> it. But yes, I did say your beard. Yeah, and Jesse at the time absolutely lost it. It was pretty funny because you, like I'd sat there for two minutes having no idea what to say. Yeah, like, trying to think of all the and and you it was a it was a pretty bland interview to be honest. Yeah, you weren't super exciting. You weren't an amazing candidate. Yeah, I believe that. But. Like you said all the right things and you gave all the right answers and then you dished that out at the end. Yeah, I can't. I, I often <laughs> often come off that way at the start and I, I I don't dislike it, but it's not my favourite thing. I can yeah. I I Amy, my whole family will attest to this that I'm not the greatest person at expressing emotions or how I feel. Like I could feel amazing and I so I had this conversation grateful. with Jess the other day. Yeah, I can feel so amazing, <laughs> so grateful about something that someone does for me and like I won't show it. No. I don't know what it is. I think it's 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 not shy. I just I don't know. How, I, I, don't, I honestly don't know what it is. You're very nonchalant about yeah, the, the way you yeah, deal with things. Just take it on like and just just ride ride the waves really like just let it kind of happen. Mm. Which is which is a good way to be because especially when you're going through things that are relatively stressful, you can kind of just let it happen. Yeah, yeah. And deal with it, and then make the right decisions and move yeah. on. I think but, that I like to let other people know good things about them but I can't take it myself as such mm-hmm. not that I like it's obviously it gives you a good feeling and stuff like that but for me telling someone else why they're good or why they're done something nice for me is better than me getting something from someone else because I don't really think about that stuff mm-hmm. I think that's where it kind of comes from as well yeah definitely so we we had you told me that terrible joke and then yeah, I did tell you that terrible joke yes and then somehow you still managed to squeeze yourself into yeah, an internship lane picking like. yeah. what, how'd you find the internship it was so awesome. It was three yeah. months of just hanging out with us. Really. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I mean, two, well, two, yeah, two of the first three questions I asked were obviously how many hours and can I stay longer, and is there an opportunity for me at the end of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the first, well, the last two questions I asked them. Yeah, which <clears throat> for all of those, I guess, students and things like that listening, or anyone that anyone that's looking for a new job or looking to chase the job they love or things like that, like. Mitch asked for a job before he even started the internship and I think that <clears throat> for me like that reminded me a lot of myself like I always kind of asked you always want to ask for the things you want really early on because it's in someone's mind and that was in my mind at the start like for the whole internship and having you kind of spend 12 weeks with us and then a few more weeks after 
and then have you kind of almost work, walk out the door I kind of just want like and you asked me at the end or you asked me at our eight week yeah. meeting you asked me at our 12 week meeting and I was it was just a simple decision to hire you at the end because I was just like well we don't ever work for this kid but he <laughs> keeps he keeps yeah exactly he keeps asking for a job and it turned out to be a uh, somewhat good decision I'll take that for Virtus <laughs> yeah and I think knowing that I always I think that kind of reflects back onto Virtus back then as well like I wanted to be there and wanted to be involved in that environment because it was something that I wanted to be hmm. helping people be better at whatever they want to do in life whatever they want to work towards I think that's what one made me want to start in the first place I heard a few little things obviously not a lot yeah but that's kind of what made me want to stay and I'm pretty sure that's what most of the people are coming through as clients interns coaches yeah. that's what the reason is they want to stay well I'm sure I'm sure Je- like Jess will talk about this when I eventually interview her in a couple of weeks but she came to the interview and it's cool <coughs> to see you guys as junior coaches as as performance co- really good performance coaches in your own right come through the internship like you Maddie and Jess now we've, yeah. we've had three of you that have been hired through the internship Jess came in <coughs> Thinking that Virtus was in Mordialic because <laughs> or Moravan because Moravan. it was closer to closer to the city where she was coming from, and then plugged it into Maps <laughs> and and realised it was in Mornington and decided because she'd already booked it that she'd come down and do the interview with me anyway. Yeah, and then after after doing the interview, she's like, "Well, I guess I'm driving to Mornington three times a week." So I think it, like we've been really lucky with Jesse at the start and then him moving on twelve months ago or a little over twelve months ago. Yeah. we've been able to create a really cool environment where cool people want to work yeah. and now having <clears throat> having 14 staff which still mind blow- is still pretty mind blowing I was thinking about that before actually when we were at our meeting this morning yeah. or this afternoon well when you started this time last year who was coaching who was, who was who was around Sophie was around when I started yeah Cam, Katie yourself Jesse, Jesse and Bailey and Ash. And well, I think Ash started after. Ash started after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she started after. It was just the coaches. Yeah. Yeah. And then we... We hadn't even <coughs> done upstairs yet. And then we got Greg on board. Yeah. And, and uh, Ash on board. And now we've got two Maddies. Yeah. Coop. Brooke. Brooke. Paige. Paige. Your mum. Your mum. My mum. <laughs> you don't yeah. want my mum. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Anna, Anna's doing some uh, some yoga. So it's been pretty cool. And you've... You've been, I and guess, Jed. you've been, and Jed, yeah, he's a uh, chairman of the board. As it's been cool to, s- you've probably you've been here for longer than you haven't now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. When did you? When did you first do well, first session? I was looking at it. It was, I think it's 14, 15 months ago now. Was my first group session. So you've been you've been coaching about fifteen months, and yeah. we've been alive for twenty six. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. What have you learned in the last fifteen months? That you didn't that you didn't think you'd learn, or in terms of that's a really broad question. I'm yeah. gonna ask you, what did you learn about what have you learned about yourself in the last fifteen months? I still have a lot more to give, even though I'm doing a lot. I have a lot more to give. Like I'm only it really excites me that I'm kind of only still really only just started, mm-hmm. and knowing that I still have the next thirty years if I want, yeah, to do what I do now and do it on a bigger, broad scale. It's cool, which is pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, what have you learned? What have you learned about working in a team? I always love it. I like helping others and bouncing off others and kind of 
getting into someone's expertise and understanding what they do and how they do it and kind of mm-hmm. adapting that to my own little way. Yeah. Um, I, I always like to work with every island as well. And different people. Different people, really. Yeah. Well, I enjoy being around. Like, It helps having that, <clears throat> I guess, multifaceted environment for you to work in. Yeah. In terms of development. It's people, especially people with different ages and different experiences and life experiences, just completely random backgrounds. Like, yeah. That as well. Yeah, it's just a melting pot for I guess improvement. If you could, if you could describe, if someone who for people that don't know you, if you could describe describe yourself as a coach, how would you describe yourself? Oh god! And 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 I guess for those that don't understand why we call our performance coaches performance coaches rather than PTs or or trainers, it's because we. Coaching is so, so much broader than just sets reps. Um, it's it's creating long time, long term, like fulfilling relationships with our clients. Yeah. And I think, and the performance aspect of that being performance coaches is that performance is not no, not just athletic performance, but it's life performance yeah. as well. If we can create a, a long lasting relationship with our clients, and we can, and we can spread it to all different parts of their life not just what they can deadlift or what they can bench press then we're going to make the world a better place by making individuals better one yeah. person at a time yeah. so for you as a performance coach how would you describe yourself I think not only being a coach when they walk in the role of Virtus, being someone that they can come to out of Virtus with anything they want mm-hmm. I'll sit down for three hours and have coffee and just chat random nothing if they want mm-hmm. and being able to yeah, help them get better physically, but also help that mental and lifestyle and that just general life side of things. And if they're having career aspiration issues, they don't know what they want to do, kind of like help them with that as well. So just a kind of all round, not all round, but having that ability to just be there for anything and everything that I need and being able to adapt that to different people as well. I think that's something that I can do reasonably well. Mm-hmm. Obviously being a younger person and having a lot of younger clients I also have some 40, 50, 55 year old females that have never stepped foot in the gym mm-hmm. like being able to help them as well and something I've got better at especially in the last six months at least is being able to help them as well not yeah. just the juniors that I see and the people that are my age being able to get someone who's say 50, 55 never stepped foot in the gym never played sport being able to let them know that I actually understand what they're going through from talking to other people and just chatting to random people and different people about that kind of stuff being able to help that as well that's the biggest thing being a younger coach especially yeah. is when you get people that are older than you and have experienced a lot more and being able to understand that but still being able to understand the general kind of principles behind there yeah. that's kind of something that may set me apart from other different say 20 year olds something like that yeah, well, I guess you like the An big old soul. You may say <laughs> old soul. <laughs> shit. Well, that that's it's probably not a terrible point because the big thing with you is you're able to. That's a sprite, not a beer that he just opened. Um, the cream big piece. <laughs> the cream piece. The, I guess the big thing for you is you're able to create that relationship with your clients, yeah. and it's. And I, I've always struggled with people saying you don't want to have a personal relationship with your clients yeah. and coaches saying that and I think some of the people that taught me in my PT course said that and, and I think that's 
I don't know. I think that's a little off because if you can create a long-term relationship where your clients genuinely trust you and they're genuine friends rather than just people that come in and spend yeah. time with you, then they trust you and they're going to listen to you and they're going to talk to you and they open up to you and then you're going to be able to get like the best possible result for them. Yeah. And you're going to be able to able to actually teach them and empower them long term. And I think you're doing that. Yeah, but you they, you kind of get people to see you more as a person rather than an object that they see to make them sweat, like something like that. A person yeah. that you come to rather than someone that's just going to make them work hard. Yeah, and like your genuine care for the people that you see yeah. is probably what sets you apart from most twenty year olds. Like I look back to when I was twenty and I was coaching. Like, yeah, I was coaching when I was 20, so it was five years ago. Where are we now? 2017, 2012. Yeah, I was coaching, and I, and, and I was trying hard and I was working hard, and I genuinely cared for my clients, but I didn't have anywhere near the rapport that I see that you have with them. Um, and I was lucky if you were stuck around that now I'm able to have that rapport, rapport with a lot of them. But I think your, your ability to foster relationships, get to know someone intimately and then help them and you're not you're not doing it for them and that's a that's probably the most magical part you're empowering them to do it themselves yeah, yeah. but you're seeing them move from point A to point B yeah. and improve over over a period of time I think an interesting point Amy brought up yesterday actually when we were having lunch is I see a lot of people I have kind of most people have let's say best friends friends and acquaintances that I don't really know that well yeah. whereas I kind of have like my really close knit really good best mates some really good friends, some friends, and then some more friends. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't not like to, but I, I like having a large group of people that I can be like, yeah, you're my friend, like that. Yeah. And that's a little bit different to others having that just kind of broad spectrum yeah. of people. <clears throat> do, you, do you think that's because you, and I, th- I don't know, I've got a little theory about that, but do you think that's because you played a lot of sport when you were growing up? So you had, and you played different sports. So you had a lot of people from each sport that you had, like almost had to have a somewhat of a relationship with. Yeah, I think had so. To know them. I think so, and also being around a whole lot of different communities. I think not just the people, but the community itself. Yeah. Kind of helps that because, like, obviously went to primary school in Pierce. That's a very small community. Mm-hmm. Went to high school at Frankston High, massive, massive community. community. Yeah. Played football at Pierce Junior Footy Club, which is again really small community. Being into the under big system for cricket massive community mm-hmm. play cricket down a whole different type of community in itself and like yeah. just that kind of all helps that I think knowing and being able to talk to a larger group of people with different experiences and different cultures and communities I think that kind of what that comes down to yeah and each I guess you've kind of almost got to have a different slightly different version of yourself in each community because you yeah. hold a different I guess status level and yeah and you're different yeah you're doing a different thing and you're there for a different reason and it must have must have been interesting being going from Pearsdale in a smaller school to a to a giant school like Frankston yeah yeah, it was different it was good though mm, definitely did you um how'd you get to YC playing footy this is more for me than anyone else because well I played so I played all my juniors at Pearsdale mm-hmm. played from I played I played threes under tens did that Played up until under 16s, had a year off of 15s and I broke my leg. Yeah. Didn't play that year and kind of didn't, not fall out of love with footy, but had that year off where I had to sit on the sidelines and I think 
You're probably one to attest to this as well. I suck at watching. <laughs> I am the worst. Yeah, at I watch watching. a whole, I watch a quarter and oh, show think, the boys on there and go home. <laughs> I think I watched like max three games that year. Not because yeah. I didn't care about my team. Like I just couldn't couldn't do it. Yeah, just got fidgety and being having close to more. 12, 18 months off sport killed me. Yeah, that's a long time. I mean, I as a 15 year old. Yeah, I, mean, I just needed a fresh change. And I did, like, yeah, obviously, I had high school mates that played footy there, but I probably only knew going there, really only knew like two people. Mm. And I didn't, I moved house later on, like, I was already, already at YC when I moved close to YC. Yeah. I just needed a fresh change, and obviously, it's a very, very good football club and that kind of stuff. I think that's kind of what brought me to there. That's pretty cool because I played a PSL for a year yeah. back in the day yeah. Wait. and then one for one for 12 months and then and then moved to um, moved to YC I wasn't I was under th- under 14s at PSL I think. Yeah. but that's funny cause that you'd broken your leg because one of my best mates Jake at that time broke his leg and had to sit down that whole year yeah I, I couldn't do it like I was the worst mm-hmm. and like I, I really didn't want to play 16s like my body was fine I could, could have played 16s didn't yeah. want to play 16s at PSL I wanted to play somewhere else not because I didn't like the team or anything, I just needed a fresh change, something different. Yep. Dad was coaching, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to make him do that. And obviously, Dad, my old man is a very, very good football coach. Obviously, had a large experience in the football world, playing at Swan Districts when he was 18, yep. that kind of stuff. Now he's coaching youth girls and doing that type of thing. Like, I didn't want to do that. So, kind of that comes back to doing stuff for other people again. Like, mm-hmm. I played beer in 16 because of Dad was coaching. Yeah. Not because I didn't want him to coach me. Mm. I knew he enjoyed coaching and that was beneficial to him. Yeah. Looking back on it now, that probably benefited him through all of that. I wouldn't have known that back then, but I think that kind of kind of ties into each other somewhere or another. Definitely. Yeah, that's really interesting. Did you um went like back on that you breaking your leg, you broke it pretty well, right? Yeah, a couple of spots. Yeah. yeah. How how'd you do it? Uh I had footy training. Uh it was I'm going to blame the council for this one. <laughs> so it was, it was, I think we had... It's not it, open anymore. It was actually probably... Yeah, this, this weekend's probably a good one to talk about it. The last big storm we had was that it was that week. Yeah. Um, I, the councils wouldn't let us train on the ground. We still trained. We went and trained on the netball courts. Yeah. Just doing lane work, like simple lane work. One of my good mates at the time, terrible kick. You <laughs> probably won't listen to this. I think, he, I think he might actually work with Tommy Curtis. Or you know, no, Tommy Curtis who works on that. Shout so out. Be interesting. But nah, he, terrible kick, never been any good. <laughs> kick, the biggest flight you'll ever see, just in pure lane work. Jump, jumped up, normally as he would, just kind of floated over my head a little bit. And then instead of kind of coming down and going flat or rolling with the other one, and then my knee hit the ground on the opposite side. Oh. Yeah, so kind of just, yeah, not thought that great. Like, heard a massive snap. Thought it was my hand or like something on the ground, just kind of got up and went to run it off and just like fell on a heap. I was like, ah, I think I've done something here. Yeah. Yeah, and just boot straight off, went and sat on the. So, I think, actually, I think I might have even carried off. Like it was excruciating. And I have a very, very good pain threshold in that that drill. That was probably one of the worst things I've ever experienced. Yeah. So generally got carried off to the side of the netball court, kind of sat there with my leg in the air. I was like, I think I've done something good here. Yeah. Just thought I stopped my hand on the ground, just wanted to get up and run again. Then sat in the car. Dad, dad drove me to hospital, yeah. sat in the car with my leg up, and I think I felt every bump from Pierce up oh, oh. to Frank's hospital all the way. Yeah, lovely. I remember, specifically remember two spots that I we went over a bump and I slammed my foot in the glove box. That was up there with one of the worst things I've done as well. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, sat in emergency for a few hours and stayed overnight. Yeah, broke my fib in one spot badly and a few other little spots. 
Um, yeah, then turned into bin- binary man overnight. <laughs> I played, I think it was five screws and a couple of pins. Gnarly. Yeah, I did, so I did it well. At least I did it well. Do you, do you blame, blame that for your lack of growth afterwards? <laughs> no, I'm still going to blame that. <laughs> so, been a tallest. so doing, doing the, an, an injury as horrific as that at, was it 15? Mm. 15. <clears throat> yeah. What did that, did that kind of change the traje- trajectory of your sporting career? being like a pretty good footballer growing up and pretty good athlete growing up to an extent yes I never put it on that being like that's the reason I never went anywhere with sport yeah to an extent yes because going from 14s was obviously the previous year I played going down to 17s footy yeah played 16s but didn't really have any form of any idea of what I was doing yeah went from 14s to 17s footy and just like completely fish out of water yeah and like the first two, minimum two years I played at YC, I played dreadfully. Like got dropped multiple times and I was like, this sucks. And I knew what it was for. And like just a totally different type of footy to what I'd obviously played seriously before. Yeah. And yeah, just fish out of water. So footy, yeah. I still like, I play it socially and like for that now. Yeah. But cricket-wise, it didn't really... Uh, it, yeah, same thing. I missed the preseason and stuff like that, but nothing worse. Wouldn't affect you as much as it no, would affect you. So. Yeah, I don't think so. Obviously, cricket's not a physical. What you're saying is, yeah, is yeah, yeah. cricketers <laughs> aren't great athletes like football. Not is true. that what you're saying? Not true. Standing out in a grass field for nine hours at a time. <laughs> in pants. Hey, they've no, got to be uh, psychologically resilient because they've <laughs> just got to stand there and watch grass fly past and grass grow and stuff. Yeah, so I don't think so. It, I think that that was the last time I did athletics. I didn't do athletics again after that. Yeah, I did crazy. like school athletics in year twelve, but yeah. same thing. I was dreadful. Yeah, just terrible. Um, Must have been frustrating. It, yeah, it was to an extent. It was. It was pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously being so sporty and having dad involved and everything. Same again. I generally felt bad for him having to drive to places <laughs> like because yeah. I'm like I'm, I'm terrible now. I'm not performing to know what I can do and what yeah. I know I can. What do. you were able to. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. Generally stuff like that. Yeah, that would have been frustrating, but you move on. Worst things have happened. <laughs> Worst things have happened to better people. Exactly. Yeah. So, do you think that's part of why you got into coaching? Because you yeah. you you want to see other people succeed yeah. and move forward? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I think that's to an extent when I broke my leg, it kind of drove me into coaching to an extent because mm-hmm. I couldn't obviously do anything for 12, 18 months yeah. so I knew with that I had to do something else and I always wanted to be involved that's where I got involved in athletics coaching at the start that's kind of the first coaching coaching that I did and then the cricket stuff came after that and then followed up for that awesome that's really cool what <clears throat> what are the I want you to kind of open the crystal ball a little bit here next You've been over 15 months, being a coach, being a performance coach, helping out with some admin stuff of late. What are the What does the next 15 months look like? Pretty damn exciting, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah. Um, 2018 is going to be filled with a lot of travel, a lot of self-development, a lot of PD stuff, but also just continually coaching because that's obviously how I'm going to get better at coaching is just mm. coach. Yeah. But going to New Zealand in March with Frank and I for the second time, we went couple of years ago so we go over two years take an athletic squad over there to compete in their North and South South Island championships like an invitational thing for us that's cool so that's always really really cool um, it's like five four days of like intensive comp and then 
the rest of the sightseeing and travel and it's always fun taking kids that have probably never experienced anything like that over there and they see things and they kind of gobsmacked by that just like a simple thing like a waterfall like little yeah. things like that like we drove an hour and a half two hours to one of like the smaller waterfalls in New Zealand they all loved it so just yeah. little things like that that's cool so that's be really rad that'll be I think 12 days I think I'll be away for in March mm-hmm. um, between that just a whole lot of coaching and a lot of development stuff and then July slash August, somewhere around there, depending on when Amy can get some time off, going to head over to Europe to hopefully do Germany, Italy, Greece, and Croatia. Awesome. Hopefully, hopefully, depending on how much time she can get off with Jim. And that's just chill out holiday. Like, just generally go take some time. We actually haven't been away to another country together. Really? Just, yeah, never. That's cool. No. The probably furthest we've ever gone away is Philippine. <laughs> Hey, nothing wrong with that. It's a beautiful part of the world. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, that'd be really good. Um, she'll like to sit on some beaches and I'll like to go see some <laughs> historic stuff. So. go do some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Don't worry, we'll talk about Amy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I was told she had to have a few shout-outs. So. Did she? Yes. She, would, she would have said that. that she That's okay. That. She's a lovely human. Yeah, and then get back, do some more coaching, do some more little things, and then in October, I'll head over to the States, over to... Exos or Exos as they like to call it. Exos. Yeah, I found that on a few videos. So I've been calling it wrong for the last six months. I've been talking I've about called it Exos yeah. since, I, since I heard of the. It's just our slang. So yeah. for the people that aren't coaches in the uh, the listening sphere, yeah, what's Exos? Exos is it's pretty much putting it in layman's terms. It's like the Nike of performance coaching. Nike, mate. Nike, Nike, same thing. <laughs> same. So yeah, it's so like Nike, the yeah. yeah, it's like the Nike of performance coaching. It's well, one of the world's yeah. biggest performance training companies, obviously in the world. Mm. <laughs> Makes sense, right? Yeah. So yeah, that'd be really exciting. So I'll be going over to do their performance mentorship. Mm-hmm. I'll be jumping into phase two. Um, they they do they offer an online part of it that you can do that gets you into that phase two, which is all the theory based stuff. Yep. So rather than go over there for another eight days, I can do it all here and then obviously go do more stuff when I'm over there. So I'll do it that way. Works out to be a little cheaper too, so kind of pays for my plane ticket over. Yep. So it works out really nice. And then jumping into phase two and phase three. So they do four-day phases, but I think it's a three-day off period. Yep. So four days intensive, three days off, four days intensive, and just go learn from them and just pick their brains. See what happens. Yeah, pretty much. I haven't... Obviously, I haven't thought about it much because it's still very early, but I don't think I'll think about it too much either. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to just take it as it comes and plan too much as such. Yeah, yeah. Don't and try. Like, yeah, and that, that'll be in Arizona. And the World Athletic Center, so Altus, is also in Arizona, which I'm going to hopefully try and sneak over to. Awesome. They're starting to run some apprentice coach programs for like a week. That'll They've just cool. started them now. So hopefully by the time I'm over there, they'll do a few others. Yeah. So hopefully there's one on that stage and I'll go to that as well and hang out there and fuck. I've been following all their coaches for as long as I've been coaching. Yep. They do some really, really, really cool things. And then hopefully go over as well and find a FCS course. So one of the FMS courses that is only run in America. Functional capacity screen. Yeah. 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 So it's only run in America. <coughs> So oh. there can't be very many people over here that have done it. So. I might meet you over there, I think. Yeah, I'm real keen for that. So if that's, let's say, a month earlier or a month later, that'll be my start or finish. Yeah. Playing my trip around that to an extent. Perfect. So Perfect. yeah, really keen to do that as well. What is, I guess, why does someone who's 20 want to do all this PD stuff? 
Why not? I love learning. <laughs> Why wouldn't yeah. you? What, are, what have you done so far in 2017? I've done FMS number one. Which is functional movement screen, yeah. which is us seeing how people move. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. I've done SFMA level one and two, which is more the clinical side of things and the movement appraisal from a deeper understanding. Yeah, identifying what's going on with the parts. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I've done, I've done Olympic weightlifting one. Did that with Benny. I've done, what else have I done? It's oh, so you need to agree. <laughs> yeah. That oh yeah, finish uni. Tick, tick yeah. that off. Um, not doing FMS level two because that's Christmas party. I'll do that next year. Go over and find one in Australia and take a weekend away. Go to that. I think Ash is going to come do that as well. Mm-hmm. And we're going to audit SFMA as well. So that'd be pretty cool. So do it again. Yep. So auditing is, you don't go judge the instructors, <laughs> you just go do it again for free. And now that you've done it once, you kind of understand a little bit more. So level one, which is more the assessment learning, screen. Yeah. yeah, you get a deeper understanding of little things like that. And mm-hmm. Obviously, Greg is a fantastic human, but also going to learn off other instructors and get their insight as well. Something different. All I heard was Greg's, Greg's inadequate and you can't just learn off him. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> He's know a about ma- yeah, it's, it's really good. It'll be a really cool, I guess, contrast to learn from two different people. Um, you've done SFMA level two as well, which is just yeah. a deeper understanding. You've done Greg's course. Yeah, I've done Greg's course. Last one on Do you remember what it's called? Sunday? Nah, it's way too long. Needs to, needs to rain. Needs to check that for next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember. Stability, motor control for rehab <laughs> and sports performance or something, something along those lines. Mobility, stability, motor control for sports performance, rehab and something, something. Yeah, something, something. The longest, the way. The longest yeah. course name ever. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, three just for that. how to be better at life, really. Yeah, just listen so, to you talk for a few hours a day and just soothe my soul. So we got part three of three of that this weekend, which yep. isn't going to be this weekend. It won't be this weekend. In terms no, of the, uh, like two weeks ago. <laughs> the the podcast being released, but anyway, um, is that all you've done? I think so. I can feel little things here and there, but nothing major. That's pretty huge for your first. Helped out with a uni um, study. study. Yeah, yeah, I did that. What was the study about? Uh, sleep deprivation and exercise performance I think it was got to see some biopsies done never cool. getting one of them done to me ever no muscle biopsies yeah I like my own muscle in my leg <laughs> yeah. so yeah got to see those get done and run the exercise part of that so that was really cool to help with that as well awesome I think that's about it yeah you've had a busy busy year yeah I had a busy year trying to fit everything in done. yeah 100% you got it all done so you get home from Arizona and then the next year, or co- towards the end of next year, then what? Jeez, what's this? What are we talking, 2019? Yeah, end of 2018, start of 2019. Yeah. What's, what's, the, what's the grand plan? To be honest, I haven't thought of it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I think the, a few people have spoken to me about wanting to come do the Exos stuff, especially with me. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of like beat around the bush of like, nah, nah, I don't really, this, it's kind of for me. Like, it's kind of a little selfish way of thinking, but that's something that I kind of want to do. Not on, like, yeah, on my own. If you, my own. But if you put yourself in that environment where you're meeting new people and you're meeting some of the best coaches in the world yeah, I think on you your can, own, you're yeah. going to open yourself up to be to get to know them. A yeah, lot and more. I think if you go do it with someone, you can be a little bit sheltered as well. Like yeah. You don't put yourself out there as much. Yeah. I think that's something that I personally did when we went to that summit in Sydney. So that's something else I've done. Mm-hmm. That summit in Sydney was awesome. Had some really good speakers, but I kind of, not went in my shell, but kind of just like hung around you and Cam. Yeah. And like in a normal stage, I'd be like out there talking to everyone. Yeah. Just kind of just how it is. I think only that would have picked up on that reflecting on it. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So right. Mm. 
Yeah. So like, and I think that if you can go to events like that by yourself, then you have to make friends yeah. and you have yeah. to get, I love that part of and it. And you have well. to get to know people and you have to create relationships and, you know, I guess we use Greg as an example. Like he's been able to foster relationships with. I was scared of Greg for the first two weeks. He's yeah. He's probably you know, I don't think he spoke to. I him. didn't speak to him for two weeks. <laughs> I was so so imposed by him. He's very like, intimidating. I don't know if you'll enjoy. I don't know if you like hearing that or not. No, I told him that once. Yeah, I have told him. He that. didn't. He wouldn't have liked it. He would have been. He, he, he said something. I can't remember what it was, but it was in typical Greg fashion. Yeah, there would have been something magical come out of it but yeah like I'd read like three or four of his articles I was like sweet like when you read those things you're like I'm never going to see this person in my life yeah. like, they, they must be amazing <laughs> and then he walks through the yeah door. and then he walks through the door I'm like holy hell I'm not saying anything to and you the, and the cool thing about that is similar to you wanting to work at it's like we were able to create a, a and foster a relationship environment where people like you and Greg and Ash and Paige and Anna and everyone actually want to spend their time which, yeah. is, which is pretty magical yeah do you um yeah or on the point before you really interrupted about yeah, like Greg Greg having fostered all those relationships with so many different people over the world, and now he teaches in a bunch of different countries and things like that because he's had moments with those people that he's been able to to organize those things and I think yeah. that's that's just going to open more and more doors for you. Yeah, and he's obviously to like, open us over the overseas or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, had some like yeah I'll say in depth conversation with Greg. And like a few things that he said, and, and like he's like, yeah, I know someone here. You go hang with them. Like yeah. just little things like that. And like that's that's pretty cool. Well, I've, like I booked a six week South America trip for March, yeah. and I said, hey mate, do you know anyone in South America? He goes, yep, these two people uh, in yeah. Brazil. Spend spend a little bit of time with them, and yeah, they'll look after. You. And we sat down for lunch during the lunch break of SFMA level two, and he's like, he I obviously he did so. For the people not listening, we do daily videos that I don't think you spoke about in the podcast. Uh, I don't know if I have, but this little sidebar. Yeah, one of the sidebar. big one of the big things with our team uh, at Virtus and being a and being a leader or a manager or whatever you want to call it, CEO of, of that team. My my big goal, and I think this is really important for any organization, is to have complete open two way communication between me and my staff, but at the same time all of the staff members towards each other. And now that our team's getting a little bit bigger, we're tending to find where we struggle with with knowing what's going on in everyone's lives. So we've implemented <clears throat> what we call a daily huddle video. Uh, and it's, it's not completely our idea. It's something that I've kind of stolen a few different ideas and different ways to implement it from a bunch of different mentors and people that that have helped me through a lot, a lot of those things. So that daily huddle video, we go through, we put it on our, our group chat. We go on, we chuck on Facebook Live, so it's a live video, so it can't be pre-recorded. And we go through three things. We go through what's going on in your world today, what's front of mind, what's what you're currently blocked on, or what you're struggling with, and what your focus is for the day. And for us, that's allowed us to really understand each other and what's going on in our world and what's kind of the first thing that we're thinking about and what we're worried about and struggling with and allows you know each allows us to help each other sort through those blocks and struggles and allows us to help each other and keep ourselves accountable on our focuses um but we've probably the biggest benefit and something that i didn't realize was that if you sit there and talk in front of a camera for two three four minutes it's pretty therapeutic and you tend to get we as individuals as individuals tend to get just as much out of it as 
each other do. So that's our that's our daily huddle, and which he's going to talk about. Where I was going with that was <laughs> yeah. there was so Greg, who is currently overseas teaching in Poland, at the airport before he left, he was doing his daily videos, was saying stuff about me, and like mm. I don't know how to put it into words, how like grateful and thankful and like just like completely gobsmacked I was you have to put it into words because you're never going to show it oh yeah like, <laughs> physically can't like, I can't just go cuddling for like three hours well, I could but it, I don't know if CJ would like that too much big spoon or little spoon yeah oh, big little spoon 100% mm, probably yeah yeah and some of the things that you said there that coming after what we spoke about at lunch and him going like yeah you could quite easily just pick up a contract for two years and go work overseas like, yeah something like that coming from Greg I was just like holy hell fuck that's, that's really cool it's amazing which is where I was going with all that Mm. yeah and, and but that ability to be like for you to be self-reflective to go you know what I suck at this I want to get better at this or yeah. I want to improve my ability to do this cool I'm going to go do this course and like for, for all of those guys that don't understand like all of those courses they're not cheap like Mitchie, <laughs> Mitchie's put a significant amount of uh, <clears throat> of resources both time and money into those so it's pretty cool to see him develop so quickly um, because I think you're it's really easy to go oh no I don't want to spend that two grand or fifteen hundred bucks or whatever on that specific course or on that way to develop but I think it pays itself back like tenfold yeah and like SFMA is a course that's generally run for practitioners mm, and clinicians it's not one like, for coaches even when it was brought up that it would be taken out notice by Greg but I don't think I, I, I didn't think of it, but I think many people thought of a coach doing it as such. And like, I saw the benefit in it for me, understanding, because the FMS, it gives you a score and you understand broadly what it is, but you don't understand, if they get, so the scoring system zero to three, if yeah. they get a whole heap of zeros or ones, yeah. you don't understand why. Exactly. And that was the important part. I was like, I'm missing something here. I just, I go to this. Like, I can't, I can, but I don't want to have a hole in something that I implement and use every day. Yeah. So that's why I went and did that. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's been really cool to see you, I guess, work so well with Greg and Ash and all the other coaches in actually implementing all that stuff, yeah. uh, which is super cool. Tell me about Amy. <laughs> where do I start? Oh. Didn't invite me to 18th. That's where I started. Really? Yeah, that's, that's how we kind of met. That's cool. Yeah, we were, I was in her... So I did PE early, so I was in year 11. She, no, sorry, I was in year 10. She was in year 11. We were in the same class, and then we ended up in the same year 12 class as well. And that's how we met. Cute. Yeah, we met there and... Uh, yeah, didn't invite me to her party. That's that's kind of how it all started. <laughs> and she still forgets this, but same. It's just I remember these weird things, and I don't know how I do it, but I don't forget the important things. But I just remember odd things. And a couple of people at Virtus have like mentioned this, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's actually really true. Mm-hmm. Just the little things that I somehow pick up on. I don't know how, but it happens. But yeah, yeah, I met in high school. Didn't invite me to a party. Sent a message like, what the hell? Where's your party? D- didn't happen. G- generally, did send you that. And yeah, it kind of went from there. Four years later, here I am. Yeah, we are, sorry. Yeah, well, he, yeah, well, it's not all about that. God. Amy's, uh, Amy's a pretty talented human. Yeah, she's own, right? much, much more talented than I. And I'm more than happy to admit what, that. What's she doing with herself at the moment? She is an elite gymnast, currently in prep for Com Games, hopefully. Hopefully. Awesome. So that'll be really cool. Currently training a little butt off mm-hmm. some ridiculous hours a week, which is kind of why we're still ticking along. I think yeah. that kind of helps. She, she trains as much as I coach, so that, that helps. It definitely helps. That's S- why we're sitting here at 9 o'clock on a Thursday night talking about yeah, she's, life. Well, no, it's a Thursday. Night off. Night off. 
you're in trouble. Yeah, how she got down. <laughs> so, so that's 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 pretty cool to have her. That being that elite in, in that elite environment, yeah. have you thought about I guess jumping on what she does and and learning off some of those coaches? To an extent, I've so I met a couple of my clients now through her mm-hmm. and their coaches as well and I obviously pick up things from them and they pick up things from me and we kind of interrelate and still talk about it like they'll use stuff that I use for them with their six year old gymnasts and that's like, cool that's kind of I think how I've obviously got a lot of gymnasts and aerobics and that kind of clientele yeah so I think that's kind of how it is and I, I would but I don't think it's my like point of focus I think like I definitely will go do it like there is so much you can learn through gymnastics. It's one of the yeah. better things that you can do for your children if they're growing up. Gymnastics, athletics, and a team sport. Like they're the three things that you can't miss. Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe a martial art as well. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what my kids will be doing. Yeah, I've I've got I've got, a, I've got a list of what I want them to be. Yeah, doing. maybe. Yeah. But gymnastics is definitely one of them because it teaches movement and oh, body yeah. control. Yeah. Exactly. I think yeah that's really helped my coaching especially like I use a lot of gymnastics and Pilates type stuff in my coaching now and I think that's a really cool thing about I guess our job being a coach is there's so many different areas and different uh, we're the best thieves yeah we just get to steal stuff from yeah. all the different sports and and being in a, a niche that we are in terms of movement coaching and strength and capacity coaching we a lot of people in our industry can get really bogged down into this is the best way yeah. and bodybuilding is the best way, CrossFit's the best way, F45 is yeah. the best way, you know, sprinting's the best way, jumping's the best way. But at the end of the day, they're all just thousands of tools that we have in our toolbox that yeah. we implement as case by case. Yeah. And that's something you're able to do really well yeah. is you'll take a gymnastics-based movement and then move into a powerlifting-based movement and move into a, you know, a sports-specific-based movement or a coordination-based movement and you're going to get the best result yeah. for your athlete, which, yeah. which is pretty cool. I've got a couple of different, a couple of questions to ask you. Yeah, Not yeah, different yeah. questions, just a couple of questions. You can be as succinct or you can go as stupid as you want with your answer. Okay. What are you grateful for? The people around me, for one. Like I said, I wouldn't be who I am without the people that I have around me and in my community. Good. That's it. Very good answer. Yeah, I'm going to that. I'm going to leave it at that. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to everyone around me. I like it. If you could have a billboard over the top of the Monash Freeway, what would you write on it? What would you have on it? Seen by thousands and thousands and thousands of people every day. Um, there's, I'd have, I'd have in quotation marks, I'd have, there's a million ways to get better. You just need to find the one that works for you. Oh, good. Like that. Not have my head up there though. <laughs> I wouldn't put your head on. Nah, it me <laughs> Little Vertis logo. Yeah, plug that. Yeah, I'll plug that. Yeah, good. Uh, this came from a from the conversation I had with Wade the other day. What are the five? <clears throat> what are the five things you wish you were taught at school? How to do my tax. <laughs> that was a one. Yeah. I would just reaffirm that hard work is something that I enjoy and is going to some way or somehow pay me back in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, three others. 
don't dwell on the little things. Not that I do, but I know that obviously a lot of people do and that can yeah. turn into a vicious circle and turn into a bigger thing than what it really needs to be. Definitely. Um, two others. Probably, I think, finding a community of people that you enjoy around that you mutually benefit from, benefit from being around, mm-hmm. either socially, professionally, anything like that. Yeah. Because I think often in high school, people get stuck with obviously those small little friend groups. And then as soon as you finish high school, you never speak to them again. Yeah. And then they, they get out of high school and they're like, crap, what do I do in my life now? <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't know anyone. But they're the people that you spend time with because it's... Because it's just easy. Easy like, and convenient. Yeah, and they're the they're people around you. Like, you Teaching kids, this kind of fourth and fifth as well, teaching kids how to make connections with people that are deeper than just your lunchtime. Mm. I think that's really important. Yeah. That's a missed a lot. But that, and it's a, it's a skill that not many people have. Yeah. <clears throat> like that ability to just have, sit down and have a conversation with someone who you haven't grown up with or that you don't necessarily know is quite difficult. Yeah. Um, and then people get stuck in friendship groups that aren't yeah. necessarily serving them yeah. or aren't necessarily serving the group and then it's just a vicious cycle yeah. which yeah, that's a good one that's a good answer if you could change one thing about the world what would it be? well there's obviously your bigger things you know, poverty, cancer all that kind of stuff like <laughs> yeah. nothing worse like I was showing actually Anna and Ash today one of my yeah, I call her a friend. I've no way I'll say hello to her, but better friends with her sister. She had leukemia two, like a while ago. I'm going to say two years. Let's go a while ago. Yeah. Got rid of it. See you later. Done did cancer free. And then went through all this treatment and then found out maybe a month ago that had it again and just came out of the blue. Like, that sucks. Like, that, no one wants to go there. Yeah. It's terrible for one for just the person itself, but everyone around her. And I obviously, I don't know her greatly, but I obviously see her around and stuff like that. And like, even I feel like shit by it. Like, no one needs to experience that. So there's always the bigger things, but if I'm going to go like a little left to center kind of thing, I think not dwelling on little things again, like just being, not carefree, but Mm -hmm. not letting the little things build up and make it a bigger issue than what it needs to be. Yeah. Like I think, I picked up a few of my clients saying this that I obviously say a lot, it's just stressless. Yeah, that's my go-to. Just, just chill out, stress less. Like you don't need to worry about that. In the end, it's not not that great. It's not that important. Yeah, and I think a big big reason or big way to fix that is start celebrating the wins. Yeah, and start celebrating all the little things you yeah. do well. And actually, when you talk to yourself, and we all do it, be positive. And like, yeah. I think it's something that our like those huddle videos we spoke about. There was like a week there where everything was negative. Yeah, and kind of checking that and going, guys, like let's start celebrating the yeah. wins. And you know, every every meeting now we talk about what we're grateful for, yeah. and different people in the team. And it's it's so much harder for people to give themselves pats on the back than yeah. um, to say something they don't like about themselves. Yeah, which is which is kind of fucked up in a way. Yeah, it is. What's success to you? <laughs> Honestly, I I listen to every podcast and I hear this question all the time, and I never think about it because. Success to me is not that forward of mine at the moment. I don't. Like, success is working hard and obviously enjoying something you do all day, every day. 
but in the grand scheme of bigger picture, I haven't really thought about it too much. That's okay. It's, it's about coming back to that, not thinking too deeply. Or we had that yeah. conversation about the other day. But if you work hard and enjoy what you do, then yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's success. But that's just that's depends who who takes that as. But it's your answer, yeah, not someone else's. Yeah. Have you had a defining moment? Uh, not a big grand one, but a few times you kind of. Let's say not a difficult client, but something's just not clicking. Yeah. And then like that moment where they're like, "Oh crap! Yeah, I understand now." Like that little thing, those little things kind of build up, and that one big thing going like, "Yeah, what I'm actually doing is kind of it's working and it's making sense to them and making them better." Mm. So just I think a lot of those little ones that may happen every day, happen every week, but build up over time. You're like, "Yeah, I'm actually doing something good here." <laughs> oh, yeah. What's your greatest achievement? Being. Being able to manage 20 hours of uni, 10 hours of assignments, 50 hours of work, still play sport, still go out on weekends, still have Amy by my side. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Just being able to live while doing all that for two years at least. Do you, think, um, do you think people need to check themselves a little bit when they say there's not enough time in the week? Yeah, yeah. And I think same thing coming back to those little things again. Like those little things fly out to two hours at a time. Right? Really, they only need to be 10 minutes. Yeah. That's good. If money and you gave a really good answer to this today, if money wasn't an issue <laughs> and you couldn't fail, what would you do with your life? Yeah. So something that I will do before I my time on this earth is ended, I will hopefully visit at least ninety nine point nine percent of the world heritage sites in the world. Awesome. So there's thousand and seventy three. Hopefully get to all of them, no matter how minute, small, boring, exciting they are. Get to all those because I think that's really cool. I really like history and heritage. We need to print off a list and yeah, have it there. Just take it off. I got. I used to have one on my phone. It was like the 250 most visited places or most visited landmarks. Yeah. And I think I ticked off like 80 at that stage. That's cool. And I was like 80. So like just the little things. There was heaps of stuff. Uh, the I'd visit the world's seven natural wonders of the world. So natural rather than built. Mm-hmm. Waterfalls, just big rocks, stuff like that. <laughs> cool shit yeah just cool stuff um, and there was one more who was it oh I'd climb the seven summits yeah, so the seven tallest mountains on each continent oh sorry the one one on each continent yeah one on each continent awesome and honestly never done any of that stuff before that's just something I want to do yeah and I'll get like it that. done eventually I like that <coughs> I um never hiked never done anything like that. missed out that's, so this kind of over my broken leg as well actually I missed out on all the outdoor at high school ah cause you were yeah, yeah and my family's not the most adventurous or outgoing kind of family as some are that I know. Yeah. Like, I always, always, always want to do that and just have it mm. and missing on that outdoor ed stuff. Kind of, I haven't done anything since that as well. So. Yeah. Well, I think the big thing, like, and someone, like, I'm someone that has dipped my toe in the water in terms of adventure and trips and hikes and stuff like that. And I love that stuff. And a lot of people have said to me, oh, I could never do that. Yeah. Just got to do it. <laughs> just got to. Oh, I'd love to do it. And I know I'd love to do grab it, a, even though I haven't done grab it. Grab a pack, put it on your back, and. Yeah, just go walk. And walk or kayak or yeah. ride, ride or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, after you said that today, that the seven, seven highest peaks was what you wanted to do, I was. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Not many I people like can say they can do it. No. There's a list, I found a list actually. There's yeah. not very many people. No, there wouldn't have been. But that's, that's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing. And it's not for the achievement of doing it, it's literally just doing it and being able to experience that. Well, it's, with the, I think 
because achie- achievement, I like the word achievement rather than success. And this is this comes from a lot of stuff I've talked to Craig about. Yeah. But if you achieve something, it means you've put in the work, you've done yeah. it, yeah. and it's and you've experienced it. And I think that experience, that's the best part about it. Yeah, I love experience things. Mm. Could be anything. Nice to do uh, Everest next year. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> maybe, not, maybe not to the top yet. <laughs> maybe not. Go to uh, base camp base first. Tell me something very few people know about you. <laughs> I think I told you this, but I, I know most people don't know it. I got into high school, obviously being a very sporty person. Mm. I got through a music scholarship. Um, I think you said certainly said this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you nearly went white when I said this. What was the uh, the instrument of choice? I played the trumpet. <laughs> you look like a trumpet kid. And the, the reason behind this <laughs> is I had a... Yes, I do. Yes, I'm just going to breeze past that. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason that I got into this in the first place was when I was in when I was four or five yeah. I had like uber bad asthma like mm. super bad asthma and the doctor doctor recommended obviously the inhaler and all that kind of stuff but recommended playing an instrument of some type yeah. to teach my body how to cyclic breathe that's cool and got rid of my asthma I have no form of anything anymore that's amazing yeah pretty cool so pretty cool doctor couldn't tell you the doctor's name, where it was, but forever thankful. Good from him or her. Yeah. So that's how we do it. If you could be remembered in one sentence, what would it be? Someone that changed someone's life for the better. Good. What advice would you give the 14 year old version of yourself? She's 14. What was that? She's nine. I think. Before you broke your leg, right? Yeah, before you broke your leg. Keep doing what you're doing. You'll get to where you want to be eventually. No yeah. matter what path you go or who you run into. I like it. What are you most proud of? Bit cheesy. I will say Amy. Oh. I know. I know. Same thing, like, as I spoke about at the start, like, I'm not the greatest person at expressing emotion, and she'll, she'll <laughs> cop the brunt of it, to be yeah. fair. And, like, she's one of the best, like, amazing humans that you'll ever meet. But I don't think she quite understands that from me. So, something like that. But, other than that, yeah, just getting through uni degrees to winning 20. Good. Pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like 22 when I finished. Yeah. Yeah, I was 22 when I finished. Yeah, good. Way ahead. <laughs> what do you, what do you, and this is the flip side of that question, what are you most ashamed of? Ooh. And you haven't heard some of these questions. No, no. I like it. <laughs> what am I most ashamed of? It's an interesting one to think about. Yeah, it's you can kind of go like one or two ways. Like, I have a love hate relationship with failure. I I hate being not bad at something, but not doing something to the best of my ability. Yeah. But I also love it at the same time because it's a learning opportunity. Yeah. So that kind of comes back to it a little bit. But apart from that, maybe putting more time. See, I don't, yeah, I don't think to see that as disappointment. I was going to say putting more time into work rather than other things, but mm-hmm. I want to do that, so that's fine by me. Cool. But I think other people may not see that differently. Yeah, I get that. Actually, I will go something. Not being home for dinner five months a week, <laughs> generally. Uh, yeah. I, I, lo- like, I love coaching and doing I do as much as I can. I yeah, the hours isn't necessarily conducive, yeah, like, conducive to being home for dinner. Yeah, and like not being able to sit at the dinner table with my family. Like Sometimes I get home and no one's awake. <laughs> well, I'd say for like three days. Yeah. Just little things like that, but 
mum and dad are pretty good like that. They understand why, so mm. it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, I think our families are pretty similar in that. Yeah, in that way. <clears throat> Do you have a hero? I don't think so. Right, well then, who do you think, who do you look up to and why? I'd go. Oh, I'd go. Yeah, actually, I'll go here. I, I really, really growing up, Jim Steins was probably one like right up there. Obviously, yeah. with the Reach Foundation, and they did stuff with Frankston as well. So mm-hmm. he was probably right up there. Even like people that I haven't had the personal experience with, like Michael Ola from oh, what was the movie? That's gonna drive me insane. Sandra Bullock. Um, um, Blindside. Blindside yeah favourite movie ever that story of just like being growing up not having everything but just, just keep doing what he's doing just in his own little world and just being able to experience that and then end up winning a Super Bowl yeah it's pretty cool yeah like that's Huge. that's real cool and like yeah they made a movie about it but obviously I read a few other extra things and just like his story is it's really cool awesome good what is your worst habit? Not close to the cupboard. <laughs> That'd be one for mum. Worst <laughs> habit for Amy. Oh, I'll go a few. Uh, oh, where do I start? Heavy sleeper. Heavy sleeper? Yeah, I snore. I yeah. Amy hates that. I'm going to go Slept through your alarm a couple of times? Yeah, a couple of times. Same thing. <laughs> Not happy about that, but they happen. We move on. What's the nicest thing that someone has ever done for you? Anyone that gives up their time to help me in some form or another. What's, yeah. flip, not, what's the nicest thing you've ever done for someone? I saw that one coming. I think there's there's obviously really, really nice things that people do, or sorry, that I do for people, but I like to do the little things, and not especially the people that I have any form of contact with. Uh, mm-hmm. Little things just like holding the door open, letting someone go at the crossing. And like, when I see people like run across the crossing, I'm like, what are you doing for? Like, I'm just letting you walk across the crossing. Like, you don't have yeah. to run. Like, I'm in no rush. So just that, those little things, like hold the door open, let someone go across the crossing. You know, just say thank you. Just little things like that. Just being appreciative of just that. I like that. What's the greatest piece of advice you've ever received? It's a quote. It may have come from your mouth. Um, hard work has a funny way of paying you back. Good. I like that. Yeah. That still sticks in my brain every day. It's such so simple. Yeah. <clears throat> and that came from my footy coach. So taps, cheers to you. There you go. What's the greatest piece of advice you've given or that you give regularly? Keep keep doing what you're doing because some way or somehow you'll get to where you want to be. Good. If you could invite three people to dinner, dead or alive, who would you invite and why? I'd go. I'd have Greg. Not just saying because I know him. <laughs> I generally would have Greg. A wealth of knowledge, wealth of experience, anything and everything he'll have an answer for. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, who else? I guess someone left the summer. I would have. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Good. Same thing. Real cool dude. Real smart. Just so down to earth and so straight to the point. Yeah. I really enjoy that. Let's go someone not currently alive. 
This is this may upset a few people actually. <laughs> I would generally have Adolf Hitler. You're not the only person to to give that answer. Yeah, like just to like, like just understand a little bit more. Like obviously during that time everything gets written and then like you don't know if it's true or not. Yeah, could yeah. be, could not be. How stuff is portrayed to us may not be how it actually happened. Yeah, and how he was as a person. Like obviously not a very nice guy, but it'd be interesting to see hear things from his yeah, point of view. Yeah, and just just have him segregated from all that other and if stuff. You, and if you realise that he is just a cunt you can just neck him yeah that's fair yeah. you're <laughs> not alive so you, just, matter, you yeah. just bottle him you can be here in ghost form like I don't know <laughs> shit that'd be interesting it'd be interesting like yeah. who are you as a person yeah are you really the biggest dick in the world I don't know that's good alright a couple of favourites to finish off favourite way to spend a Sunday afternoon 9 o'clock wake up mm-hmm. a couple of hours it's morning mate but yeah carry on <laughs> yeah a couple I, of hours yeah it counts trust me it counts in the evening um, always have coffee I think yours is going to be very similar to mine yeah I know keep going I know just chilling out doing something I enjoy could be just sitting on the couch doing absolutely nothing could be helping mum and dad right about the house just something that I enjoy doing and doing that for multiple hours good very good favourite book not the biggest reader fun fact there you go of books books audio books or just articles I read, I read a lot of articles and stuff like that but yeah. I am very fidgety and can't sit still. Like, my keys are on the floor for a reason. <laughs> like, I just fiddle with things. Like, I can't help it. And sitting down and reading a book, I'm sure I would love to do. Yeah, like, you're playing with scissors right now. Not yeah. everyone can see that. And I've noticed <laughs> you doing that for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. But sitting down and reading a book, I would, I think I would really enjoy, but I reckon I'd have to read one page at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Have you tried audiobooks? Pro- like, properly? Yes and no. That's but been only- a game changer for me, because I'm the same. Super. Yeah, yes, like I have, but only earphones walking or something like that, not sitting down and actually listening to it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, because you, you want to be doing other stuff. Yeah, generally, like, and even from a young age, like, just not didn't enjoy it, just didn't find as much time as I would want to sit down and read a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand the sense. personal growth and everything that you can get from it but like for me it's probably just not for me and I'm sure I'll change but for now that's, that's not quite you might get more boring as you get older yeah I don't know if I can get more boring though I'm pretty boring now <laughs> true <laughs> I haven't done anything <laughs> yeah you're, you're doing stuff you're doing, doing stuff favourite resource for new information Instagram fun fact obviously being a new age person mm-hmm. Instagram is a massive world yeah. of just people if you just you could end up half an hour end up someone in like Germany and you have no idea who they are but personal development stuff like the SNC world is full of coaches that use their Instagram and there's just so much information out there and I their little save feature on Instagram I use that for all that work yeah. stuff yeah that's really interesting and like the majority of my Instagram is not people that I know or just people around just the peninsula people you look up to yeah just, just people that I know that I can benefit from learning off and that's pretty cool because like I definitely don't use Instagram for that yeah there's definitely other areas that I get my information from but it's cool to be able to see a picture see a little bit of information click on a link dive deeper into that information yeah Um, do you find is it hard to sift through all the shit sometimes or you just don't follow the the ones that you don't get a lot of value out of 
Oh, it's really easy just to scroll past it. Like, mm-hmm. if you read the first three or four sentences, like, does, like it. yeah, it's not okay. I just go straight, move on. Carry on with your life. Yeah, and don't dwell on it too much. And I like the visual aspect of it. I'm a very visual person. I like to see things being done rather mm-hmm. than understand it from reading something. Yeah, Maybe that's also coming back to that book stuff again. Like, I'm very visual. Yeah. Good. But being able to see it and then implement it five seconds later. Yeah, that's cool. cool. Definitely. And you can see, like, you see a video and then you go, well, that's why they're doing that. Let's implement it with clients. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I often do it. Mm-hmm. Could see something the night before and use it the next day. Yeah. Uh, have, they have their set programs and everything like that, but you know, the rest of the time, try, let's go try this. Mm-hmm. So we're solving it for something that's going to give you the yeah, same Yeah, same, different. Yeah. That's cool. Now, this is basically an underarm throw for you to hit a six with this. I'll still probably miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite person in the world? Well, I know who I should say. That's definitely Amy. Good. That's all the that's the answer I was looking for. <laughs> Finish off, last one, favourite quote. Oh, I have like twenty and then as soon as I ask them it, I'll just forget them all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Obviously the hard work one, that's one, but we've mm-hmm. already spoken about that. So yeah, mate, can't double up. Yeah, I'm not gonna not double up. I'm not that guy. <laughs> uh, there was one there was one I read today that I really enjoyed. For the life, man, I can't remember it now. It's written down on my phone. Bummer. I'm not going to get my phone out. Bummer. Can't be my favourite, it's just not there. Mm. I think. I do like a fair few on the walls at the moment. At the gym? Oh, yeah, like. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the comparison as a thief for joy, obviously. Not for myself personally, like, I, I rarely compare myself to others. Like, I'm my own person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to compare myself to others to get gratitude. Yep. And that's a little hit of dopamine. Like, I don't need that. <laughs> but for other people, I can understand why that's so beneficial towards them. And often, yeah. like, if they're saying something, if I saw, like, <laughs> one of my clients, for example, who's currently seeing Ash and Maddie as well, she often will walk in like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And like, I'll just point to the wall and be like, it's yeah. fine. Like, that's not for you. Like, you don't you, need to do You that. do you. Yeah, exactly. You do you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a pretty powerful quote and something that in our in the age of Instagram and Facebook and things like that, yeah, it's, exactly. it's probably one that can resonate with the most people yeah. purely because it's such a problem. Mate, thank you very much. You're Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Cheers to you.